I'm, I'm going through VHS tapes and I found interviews with like, I think it's, is it the barbarian? And he's like the wrestler. Yeah. yeah. Big okay. man. Big <laughs> <Okay>. man. <laughs> this I promise. Might Big balls, man. The barbarian. Know. Yeah. Cause he's, he's, yeah. um, he's from like Fiji or something. Oh my God. You can't, not, you can't understand anything he says at all. He's like, <laughs> this is, I get in red and Jesus, uh, this I promise. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's something. Big Bowles man. Yeah, he does. Bowles man. Big Bowles man. <laughs> yeah, we recorded everything back then. Oh my God. I'm going through all these tapes. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> and we recorded we recorded the chorus of the Shogun Messiah song. They're like going, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Na 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 That's where you shout it out. Shout uh, it out. Yeah. We recorded that over and over and over and over. Every time it was on, we recorded it because we hated it so much. We're like, record that again. Record it again. Record it again. <laughs> and it's on that tape like every five minutes. Na na na. My like, God. Oh, this is the worst. <laughs> now we got we got to find it. <laughs> which group is this it's shotgun messiah that's the band yeah yeah you hear that yep is it too loud no i mean no i'll find i'll find the chorus oh Oh yeah. God! Well, you what is this? Uh, I think that's eighty-nine, maybe ninety, maybe ninety. It's too late for that shit. I oh, mean, it was it was yeah. always that, but really, what, why do they what, sound like babies? Why do they still play Jackal on <laughs> Ozzy's Boneyard? I don't know. Why does that guy sing like that? I don't know. I don't Come know. <laughs> Jackal. God, what was their big song? I, I have no bunch. idea. They they down on me. Yeah. The, the chainsaw song. Yeah, the chainsaw song is the one I know. It's the lumberjack. That's what it was called. And I think yeah, there was another one. Yeah. They were in a headbanger's ball like constantly. Jackal. Some record exec was like all about them. Mm-hmm. They were not uh, correct. No. <laughs> That's the best thing. Like all the stuff that we recorded it back in the day, all the videos we thought were good. A lot of those bands stuck around because they were, you know, good. And the stuff we hated is long gone. Like we think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe Shotgun Messiah are still around. Them. Unless you go to the one, what is that, the M3 festival in Maryland they have every year? Oh, is it like a hair metal thing? Yeah. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... 60 year old women still dressed up like they're, you know, 17. 
spandex and ripped open shirts. You're like, I don't want to see that. No. Doing. This is my favorite band. Back in 1984. (laughs) Yeah, shotgun was sad. (laughs) Shout it out. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on to your butts. All right, there to our immediate left, we have uh, all the folks gathering for the uh, annual Saxon concert. You've got people who really are into the occult and into Satan. They're propagating Satan, and I think it's a devastating thing on our culture. It calms me down. What's your favorite total metal video? Here's the funny part about metal. It's getting old. But you know what? Embrace it. I want to be that grandfather in the backseat of the car. You turn on my station, please! It's such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. And we're gonna be at the Wilson Beer tonight with Slayer. You're gonna be there too, right? Oh! Ah! All right. Welcome back to Somewhere in Time Podcast, everybody. Somewhereintimepodcast.com is where you find us online. Get to all of our stuff there. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. All of our episodes are streaming there. You can get shirts and cups. No, not yet. We're not quite there. <laughs> no. <laughs> cups. No, no. All right, so we're back. We got uh, another 1991 album, continuing our, our uh, run of albums from the year 1991. Um, this episode, we're going to talk about the album Arise by Sepultura. Um, but before we get into that, let me do some introductions here. So I am Eric. We've got Tim here. Hello. We've got Joe here. I am Joe. Keith is here. I am Keith. And we're, we're very happy to welcome back to this to the podcast. Uh, we had him on once before. Uh, he is in the band Iris Divine. He is also in the band uh, Eyes of the Nile, a uh, D.C. area maiden tribute band. So we'd like to say... Hello to Naveed Rashid once again. What's up? Hey, guys. Hey. hey. Thanks for Welcome joining back. us. Hi. Good to be back. Good to be back. Right. Good to see you again. Yeah. I got is- skewered. I got skewered by my bandmates last time for trashing Paul Diano. <laughs> 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 well, and then Chris came back on and, and, and just, you know. Did Cleared his fair name, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. We've got uh, we've got a lot to talk about here with Arise, so let's play a little bit of this album to get started. Um, you can play the opening track, even though it's got the nice, long, weird industrial intro thingy. You can skip that one. I will. <laughs> So Sepultura is Max Cavalera, lead vocals and guitar, Igor Cavalera on drums, Paolo Jr. on bass, and Andreas Kisser on lead guitar. 
And this album was produced by Scott Burns. Oh, and, Scott Burns. And mixed by Andy Wallace. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So let's, uh, why don't we start with the album cover? Sure. Uh, this is a very H.P. Lovecraft mm-hmm. <laughs> type feel going there it on is. with this album cover. Some freaky ass shit going on here. Is that a crab on top? Yeah, I don't Spike. know what that's supposed to be. It kind of looks like lobster. You know, pretty much the alien from Watchmen. You know. <laughs> I say so. <laughs> Seems like a very inefficient thing. Oh, there's um, there's like a, a stone bridge. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot going on with this album cover. Yeah. yeah so yeah. is this animal sitting on a castle, maybe? Yeah, I didn't really notice that until I was looking closer at this this past week, just kind of preparing for this episode. I was like, there's actually a lot going on here that I didn't really notice mm-hmm. before. This, the this, same guy that did the the Beneath the Remains album cover, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. The same artist. Okay. All right, I, I think that album cover is better. Really? Hmm. Yeah. We talked about that album cover when we talked about Beneath the Remains. Yeah, Remember that thing with this would be a good field. record to have. So you can see it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hold Ag- it up. Agreed. Close. Yeah, because there's a little thing. Like, if you look to the lower right, kind of where those mushroom-looking things are. <laughs> there's like a person coming out. Yeah, there's a person there. And then there's like behind they a... Look, they're, they're suffering. Yeah, and there's a guy behind that looking like uh, kind of like Groot with his hand over his face. Like oh, look, there, there is. You're right. <laughs> this album is secretly part of the MCU. That's disgusting. <laughs> and over on the left, lower, there's a skull off to the side. It's not a skull, it's a face. Yes. With a horse, I think. <laughs> yeah. Or a dragon. So the other thing I wanted to say about this album cover... The way the album starts, that the noises and shit. Yeah, I always thought that that's what you would hear if you were like walking into this this scene. Yeah, I I, I don't the know if they were thing. going for that, but that, I kind of felt the same way actually. Yeah, like the it's smoke freaky and weird kind of and scary and yeah. I really tried to find where the you know the samples for all the industrial stuff, all the weird mechanical stuff, and I've always loved that about this entire album, but I couldn't find shit. About it, you know, <laughs> you know it, yeah. it just every, every, everyone just keeps on mentioning how well they had toured with Ministry and it was inspired by all the industrial they were listening to at the time. It's like, okay, and what the fuck is it? Because it sounds cool, <laughs> but it's not really too musical. It's just kind of like background echo, like you're in some weird dystopian, like you know, yeah, industrial complex. Yeah, I have no idea. Cover illustration is by Michael Whelan. Okay. Just so you know. It's on the back. Nice. I'm disappointed Just, you don't ha- you don't have the uh, vinyl. Me too. <laughs> you gotta fix that. I know. <laughs> There's the remastered version that came out, I guess. I'm not sure when it came out, but that's what's on uh, Spotify. And there's stuff on there that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, I saw that too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> didn't listen to that version, I guess. You didn't? I mean, I've listened to my version, the version I've had for God knows how long, you know. 30 years? Oh, so I... I uh, no, I bought it. Part of that makes sense to me. <laughs> I believe I bought this on Half.com, if you guys remember that. <laughs> nice. Oh, my God. Wow. I remember that site? Yeah. Nice call. Jeez. <laughs> for <laughs> Audio <throwback>. Galaxy. <laughs> 1999. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's four bonus tracks on the, on the remastered, re-released, blah, blah, blah version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of them is Orgasmatron, which I think we've all heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So we're pretty well, familiar the, with the that. The Motorhead cover. cover. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
It's great. Which was, I mean, I knew I heard that song before I heard before I heard the Motor Overhead song. So did you really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, too. maybe not. I mean, I, I I'm pretty sure I did, but I you know <laughs> maybe not. Well, if we want to get into the song, the song is specifically about religious war and uh, people trying to, according to this quote from uh, Metal Hammer in April '91, uh, people trying ready to kill other people just because they believe in a different kind of god. The funny thing about it, though, that uh, I, I got a quote from uh, Max about it. It's about war and it's really powerful, and I love the chorus. Under a pale gray sky, we shall arise. Of course, it came from U2's Under a Blood Red Sky. I totally ripped that off from U2 there. Please don't tell anyone. <laughs> nice. So let, let, let's talk about the influences of U2 into this album. Yeah, really. Yeah. You can really yeah, hear very, it at that beginning, you know? Yeah, yeah they're very apparent. <laughs> I hear that industrial, like, you know. I'm about yeah, to I get never beaten by my, my, by my... Uh, I never would have guessed. No, yeah. absolutely not. My totalitarian masters. I, you know, I figure U2's in the background. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, that's, we can move on from the album cover. Um, production? It's good. Yeah, I think it's good overall. I think the bass is a little buried in the mix. Mm-hmm. The mix-wise, it's a little... It is. Yeah, you can't... You know, I I think Scott Burns did the last one, too, right? Didn't he do Beneath the Remains? He did. I yeah. actually prefer that one. I think it has more clarity. I, um, you know, I... I I've heard people speak very positively about the production on Arise. I didn't like it as much. I liked all the tones and stuff better and the drum sounds and everything. I just thought Beneath the Remains had more clarity to it um, hmm. for me. Kind of funny. I mean, the songs still translate just fine, but just sonically. Uh, the, the big difference in way of production, uh, Scott Burns went down uh, to Brazil because uh, he'd never seen, been to the country before. So he actually recorded mm-hmm. uh, Beneath the Remains with them in Brazil and gave them some kind of a big discount, apparently. But for this one, you know, he flew them into Tampa, and uh, they had much more time. Um, Igor commented that, you know, he actually had, you know, a week to just kind of set his entire drum set up. Um, right. There's actually, if you guys, if anyone wants to search on YouTube, you actually, there's two sessions of, of you know, a video of this recording. It's boring as hell, because it's, <laughs> for anybody who, you know, hasn't been in the studio, it's not some kind of big party where right, everybody's, no, yeah. like, drinking and doing drugs. It's actually work, and you're trying to make sure things look right. So it's boring, but there's, like, you know, pretty much, like, an hour and a half of, of you know, recording from, from this, the Arise no, that's cool. sessions. That's cool, though. Yeah, no, definitely. But uh, yeah, according to according to the band, you know, the experience there was so much better because they just had a lot more, uh, you know, everything was, you know, being here in the States, they didn't, they were still kind of, you know, new to the area. So uh, they were very concentrated in getting things done while down in Brazil with, uh, you know, the previous album, they were not as concentrated, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd say for better or for worse, it sounds like a lot of the death metal albums that were produced in Florida at the time. This yeah. was recorded at what what was the studio? Um Morris Sound. Yes, Morris Sound. And that that's I guess a big studio for a lot of bands down in Florida. And it kind of has that it was, sound. It was huge for the death metal thing mm-hmm. and, and I agree with you. And I think that's probably the thing I don't like as much about it. There's something that's very mid rangey. There's something I can't put my finger on it, but I just yeah, I yeah, just like the, the last one a bit. That's kinda how I felt about the guitar sound. It's a it's yeah. too um it was, too I, I said it was too hollow. Like it's yeah. not as bright as like I, yeah. I compared to the KSID. Like I listened to KS, KSID before. Was Spiritual Healing recorded there too? 
Probably. Maybe. Just probably. Think, think we can find production out. reminds me of that. They're I would imagine. Band, right? Death I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. death. You figure <laughs> half of their stuff might have been recorded there. Yeah. yeah, it was recorded there the two years before. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Same producer too, right? Probably. I bet, I bet you it was. Did Scott Burns do KSAD? No, Chuck Chuck Schuldeter did it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Chaos, no, Andy Wallace, I think, Andy Wallace. did KSAD. Yeah, I think that album sounds right. much better, personally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but that's, yeah. I mean, there was also a whole stylistic, philosophical thing there, right? I mean, just mm-hmm. with the songwriting and everything. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's that was one thing I was surprised about with this album. Just, just looking at it and going and reading some reviews and user comments and whatnot. They said a lot of people said this is the pinnacle yeah. of Sepultura because it was, I guess, in terms of their glory years of thrash and mixing thrash you know, and death metal. I want to hear I've what I was about to say. I've <laughs> yeah. read this. I've read the same thing. You know, it's funny. I my I, I love Sepultura. Just putting it out there, they're like a top ten band for me. I'm very very connected to those three albums, kind of beneath the mm-hmm. remains through chaos AD. And I'd say about half of roots, I think is pretty amazing as well. And then, and then whatever, but like, that's like just some of my absolute favorite metal ever. It's very, it's hit sort of an emotional chord in me of some kind. I just really love it. But yeah, my introduction to this band was beneath the remains of high school, had the cassette yeah. on my walk, man, the whole deal. I got totally obsessed. I think yeah. I maybe didn't fully give arise. It's due. Like arise felt to me sort of like a transition between yes. beneath the remains and chaos AD. And you can yep. hear it in some of the songwriting choices and some of the riffing and stuff. And like some of the thrashers on Arise, like Murder and Subtraction, they felt yes. like kind of a little bit more like filler. I, I hate using it, that word because it's all no. good music. But I'll tell you, I revisited the album for this and it actually has held up for me better than I thought. Like some of the stuff that I had sort of not really paid much attention to, like, man, there's some awesome riffs on here. So I'm yeah. actually, mm-hmm. I'm sort of coming around a bit to some of the album cuts. <laughs> yeah. That's more yeah. than maybe. I mean, because everyone knows the, the big tracks, Dead Embryonic Cells and the title cut and all that stuff. But like, yeah. you know, everything kind of holds up. But the, the neat thing about this album for me is the slight transitional groove parts yeah. that you didn't have as much of in Beneath the Remains. But they yeah. totally are sort of yeah. like are showing the direction that they're headed in. Right. Where yes. Chaos AD was all, it was all, like almost more like a hardcore album in spots. Right. Like it was very mm-hmm. street. Very like, you know, slowed down, groovy. And at the yeah. time when I first heard Chaos AD, I was underwhelmed because I like, you know, fast thrash metal. It's kind of like a little bit like creating the Black Album for the first time. Not exactly, but like, you know, that same, you know, the opening cut off the previous album was Blackened, right? Which is like <laughs> yeah. phenomenal thrash metal. And then you get Enter Sandman. It's like, I mean, it's catchy, but yeah, it's, it's not, yeah. N- yeah. not what I was expecting. So, you know, Arise, the title cut like rips your face off. And then, right. you know, I mean, Refuse Resistance is an amazing song and I've come to love yeah. it. But like the first time I heard it, I'm like, why is it so slow? <laughs> what's what's <laughs> going on here? <laughs> well, I think did, you my- hear, did you hear Territory bef- before the album came out? Yeah, I don't think that, that I more? did. Yeah. Okay. And that one's a little better. It's got the double kick drums and it's got a little more I thought, going on. I felt that way more about that song than when the album came out and we heard the first song. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. This is awesome. Like, Refuse Resist. I love that right away. And territory no, was a little bit. A, all of those took me a minute. And in fact, at the beginning, I was like, you know, I, I think the only one on KSAD, like maybe Biotech is Godzilla or something mm. is like a oh, legitimately like song. fast song. Like yeah. There aren't many of them, right? But um, and maybe that little middle bit of refuse resist, but that really just sounds more like punk rock, honestly. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so it took me it took me a minute with that one. I really came to love it. But this was great for me because I just 
forgot about some of these riffs and yeah. parts on Arise that are really pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. You're, was, uh, I said, if there's one band that truly evolved from album to album, mm-hmm. it would be this. Like, yeah, you, know, you well, look at Beneath the Remains, it's awesome thrash. You get to this album, it's, mm-hmm. it's thrash, but there's elements of like groove and you know different things. And then you get to KSAD, and it's like uh, the, now, you're, now you're at the pinnacle. And then it's a friend roots, too. and it's like a totally yeah, different band. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. But well, the, yeah. the big thing, the the, the the one thing we were talking about reviews for this this album, and uh, I've read a, a ton of them because, uh, you know, so many people were complaining that it was, you know, either, you know, it's a band that's both kind of a death metal band and a thrash band trying to do kind of death thrash. And some of them were complaining it was too thrash. The other one's complaining it was too death. But especially with what Eric just mentioned, like the, the additive that that groove that I'd say is kind of more, it always felt like kind of. You know, vulgar display of power. That holy fucking hell! You just hit that like bridge. You get into that groove, and it fucking just runs a, a yeah, steamroller yeah. over your fucking head. And it's uh. Do you guys feel like this album is is death metal at any point? No, no. I don't no. think. You know, the either. only thing for me. I mean, I know earlier it's, it's like, his vocals. It's it's the Cookie it's Monster the vocals. vocals. But that, yeah, the yeah. vocals. Even that, beneath the remains, I think they had a little more of a death metal vibe, and I think the one thing that persisted is his vocal style. But even that, to me, I think death metal is a stretch. Honestly, I think there are yeah. people thinking about schizophrenia or you know bestial devastation or whatever. But I don't hear uh, this is pure this thrash, is thrash to me. This is well, thrash. Th- I think for me the difference in his vocals is yeah, he's got kind of that guttural growl going on, but you can understand most of the what yeah, he's saying. Like, absolutely. Death metal has... is just nothing but growling and, and I can't. Yeah. no one would ever convince that dude for a death metal vocalist on a rise. Like no, I can't no, no, even no. hear that. No, no. no. Yeah, and th- there's a there's a particular type of guitar riff that I equate with death metal too. That yeah, single note, music. you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, tremolo picking, all that stuff. Yeah. There's none of that. Yeah. None of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not like that at all. It's very thrash no. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, what, but, you, what you said yeah. to me is what I said too. That just and my memory of it was there were filler tracks and there were great tracks, and then I came back to it and I was like, man, this is better than I remember it being. This That's exactly how I felt. And like, um, you know, the one spot everybody points out when they talk about where they felt the evolution from the thrash to the groove metal is in Dead Embryonic Cells, where everything stopped. You know, that's like the real famous one. But actually, again, listening to this album again, there's several spots on some of the other songs oh, yeah. where you mm-hmm. get these like awesome slowed down kind of groovy. Oh, yeah, I, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just forgot about some of them that, you know, yeah. and yeah, they really, really did a nice job, I think, bringing that in the mix. And, and you know, like you were saying, it kind of it's that steamroller effect, right? It's like you're thrashing along and then all of a sudden it like punches you in the face and you're just like, you know, yeah. nodding your head and all that. It's very effective. All, mm-hmm. all the changes are very effective. Yeah, that's slow part in, in Dead or Embryonics. But I just got to say, Tim, I thought that was Shakira behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Different South American person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they, she is Brazilian. Is she Brazilian? She's Colombian. 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 All right. Uh, well, let's play a little bit of that dead embryonic cells. Specifically, we can play that part we're talking about. Pay attention to the bass in it. It's, it's smartly done. You can kind of hear it. Oh, 308. There it is. Yeah. Right here. The China. Yeah. This al- I this love the China. Of, yeah, this album's full of China. Yep. You hear the bass isn't following the guitar? It's 
following yeah. the drums. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Very good stuff. So I, I, I have to mention real quick. <laughs> yes, band, you do. The band Mucky Pup. I don't know if you know Mucky Pup. Okay. They did a song called I Am and they... I mean, they used the same riff, basically, right? They were they basically reversed it. Yeah, let me see if I can play a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Did they that they come admitted out this year, that. that same year? No, that's 92. 92 okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But they admitted they stole that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they even gave them credit for the album or something. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of have to, right? Like, yeah. it's the same yeah. thing. They were like, we just took that step to our riff and reversed it. <laughs> <laughs> and they flat out admitted it. <laughs> yeah. Already there, vanilla ice of metal. <laughs> what is the significance? Monkey Puff, did they have a, like, I, for some reason, I thought like Mike Patton was in it or something. No. no. Is there they, anyone that was famous that was in it? All right. Well, no. Yeah. They kind of had a, a. It was just a joke, kind of a jokey band, you know. Yeah. Their but songs were very. That's similar. the only album I ever really got into by them. Well, we're talking about Sepultura. Sepultura. So. Yeah, let's get back to it. <laughs> well, you <laughs> asked a follow-up question about them, so <laughs> <Yes>. thank you. <laughs> so as, <laughs> as I was listening to this album, I was wondering if there was any sort of like if they were trying to make a conceptual album at all, because I feel like. A lot of the a lot of the songs have the same kind of theme. Like I think the concept was our country is a shithole. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, that's what they were trying to say. Pretty much. Know. Probably not. Probably there's no prob- probably not uh, uh, any sort of uh, truth to that. It just it seemed like a lot of the songs had the same kind of theme. But I don't know. I don't know if Keith yeah. found anything about that on when he was doing. I mean, I mean, uh, murder is about South American the penal system. Uh, okay. You know, altered state uses they they specifically use kind of South American kind of uh, I don't even you know influence in the intro to that, but uh, that's one of my favorites on the album. That's yeah. great song. Oh, that is, altered yeah, state. great song. God, so good. I mean, yeah, that's, that's got more I mean, of that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, stuff I mean, I've got like all the, the meaningless movements about, is about you know that it's all pretty much stereotypical metal stuff, you know. It's about uh, future generations are born a, dead in a world ruined by their own ancestors. <laughs> I think their generations before. I think their perspective was different, though, coming from uh, poverty in Brazil. Yeah. Or not? Well, yeah, and in, what's Sao Paulo? Isn't that where they're from? Yeah, and, Sao Paulo. Because uh, I remember reading interviews, and they would just shit on their country. Like <laughs> something might cost four dollars one day, and then the next day it's forty dollars because the inflation is so bad there. Yeah. Wow. This place sounds fun. <laughs> Get arrested. <Yeah. laughs> um, all right. Other other highlights for you guys are certain songs. Desperate from, Cry. Yeah, Desperate Cry. Yeah. The drums uh, at the end of that song. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, I got to play a little bit of that. Hold on. Yeah. So 535, I think I've got it here. Let me see. There's a part that sounds like Fade to Black in that song, too. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Oh. 
I gotta at least get to the China. The China is just, can, just can, the China. Yeah, here we go. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. All right, I can stop it there. Go to uh, four twenty in that song. Alrighty then. Four twenty. He said four twenty, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, it does. <laughs> Oh, yeah. How about that? Ride the lightning. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, going back and listening to the album, though, for me, I, I didn't realize how good Andreas, his solos are. Yeah. He's got some fucking yes. awesome solos on yeah. this album. Yeah, that was another this- another note that I made about his the evolution. It's, it's in the soloing, too. Like... His guitar solo is a lot better on this album than, than previous. You know, it's really it's really interesting in some ways. And, and, you know, they've got their own thing going on as far as the evolution towards the tribal stuff and all of that. But in other ways, they do follow the trajectory that thrash bands have tended to follow, right? I mean, you sort of take the thrash thing as far as you can take it. You're cramming riffs into every song. Things are going fast. It's technical. And then you pull it way back, right? Whether you're talking about Black Album, Countdown to Extinction, Low, Right. It's the same thing. Like, you know, you, you get to a point where you want or maybe the ritual is a better example. Even the ritual, like, yeah. 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 You know, you, you do all the thrashy stuff and then you decide you're going to pull it back and do something different. And from this to Chaos AD was a really big change. Right. Chaos AD, you talk about the solos. Number one, the tempos are way slower. Number two, Andreas is not doing melodic like, you know, typical metal lead stuff like Randy Rhodes style or whatever. It's a lot more like noise kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Just kind of like, you know, like Wawa abuse and like noise stuff and like using yeah. the guitar more for effect. There wasn't very much shred right? on, yeah. on KSAD, right? And so yeah. that, that you can, you know, again, it sort of follows that evolution of focusing less on technicality, right? And getting yeah, more into like, you know, sort of creating a certain kind of sonic, I guess, atmosphere, so to speak. Yeah. Plus, you know, you're probably as a musician, you're like, well, I showed that I can do that. Let me see yeah. if I can do something different now i think that's yeah probably, exactly right that's, i mean that's you know, just by the whole change on all these bands but yeah yeah and also it's, it's what's appropriate to the songs right i mean you know sure uh, that kind of lead playing would sound a little silly on a song like like refuse resist which is like again it's got that kind of hardcore it's very street it's very different so getting all precious with a bunch of really like technical lead stuff would sound a little weird I never, yeah, I've yeah. never had a problem with that as a guitar player like guitar players trying new different stuff like people point to dimebag and say, ah, I don't like what he did on, you know, reinventing the steel because he just abandoned his 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 right. amazing leads. He, you know, played with the the pitch shifter and shit like that. And too, I don't, I don't care. It's, yeah, <laughs> I'm, it and I'm more good. of a riff guy anyway. Like I, I, I want to hear awesome riffs more than I want to hear awesome solos anyway. So. Right. <laughs> For me, anyway. Yeah. Um, I did notice more I, also the um, that uh, Igor he does a lot of the cheating double bass on this. Oh, just the, the the little <laughs> the, like the triplets in the snare triplet yeah. snare thing. I didn't realize he did that so much. He does the weird thing we talked about when we talked about beneath the remains, where he he'll skip a snare beat. Yeah, which is super yeah. weird. I don't know why he does that. It's so weird. I was going to mention that too. I love yeah. that. It's such a. It's, it, it's I've such never a heard weird... anybody else do that. It's such no. an odd thing, but I totally. It's all over beneath the remains. It's a little bit yeah, less on is. this album, but it's like all over that album. I love that. <laughs> I, it's, it's just so, be a, it's so it's, odd and like just different, but I think it's cool. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's a mental crutch, like in his brain, he's getting himself right. back, just like back in sync somehow. 
Because when you, if you're air drumming, it is a lot easier to get back into sync. Yeah. Like, like, I can skip that one hit there, and, and then <laughs> it's like you know, that's so much easier. The other thing too that makes Sepultura special is, you know, um, Max Cavalier is really good at working vocal hooks into mm-hmm. things. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, and again, this is someone English is a second language, but somehow he like makes it work. Like, you know, I see the world old. I see the world dead. Should be kind of dumb. Yeah, but but. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's sort of, it just sounds very elementary. It sounds like something like a seventh, a seventh grade kid would write in his notebook or something. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. But like, but, but in his hands with his vocal delivery and where he puts it in the song, it becomes this like awesome, like anthemic like thing, right? Yeah. 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 What other bands didn't rhyme? You know, it's, it's, it's so right. rare to run into even like a single That's song right. by any band that doesn't. And none Ooh. of this shit does. And of course, <laughs> it, it makes total sense seeing as, you know, English second language. Right. I, mean, I was probably I was wrote reading, it. Uh, they were yeah. still like pretty much learning English when they were right. uh, doing schizophrenia. You know, <laughs> um, well, I saw some credit from I was looking at this album, like the liner notes. It said someone had a credit of like and translation or something like English translation. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. So I guess they wrote all the oh, lyrics yeah. in their Scott native Burns language. And, and, yeah. And Fletcher McLean. Yeah, uh, it's about, oh, I, I was Fletcher. mentioning the, uh, the, uh, the YouTube video of them recording this. If you watch that, you actually can hear them do dead embryonic cells with different lyrics. Oh, nice. oh, and nice. it's crazy to, to you know to think about that. Are they like, English or are they um, Portuguese? I, they're they're English, but um, I can't really make out what the hell he's saying. It's just not the exact same thing. And you gotta you know reading <clears throat> interviews with other you know with uh, uh, we were talking with Tommy. You know he was talking about you know a producer would be in there saying, "Hey, change this, whatever." I wonder if you know the producer of this one you know said you know hey change that up a little bit and then. You know, it turned into. I mean, has, I think the lyrics of that song are brilliant. He has credits for lyrical and, and translation yeah. assistance. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, but yeah, I see the world old. I I see the world dead. Like when when Max sings it, it's like this, like the it's like the opposite, the underworld version of Moses climbing up. Onto You're a, right. A yeah. Squeak <laughs> this out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it wouldn't awesome. work if it wouldn't work if. Uh, if Dio did it. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Unless he said, look out after this. Well, <laughs> that's right. That's right. He has, he has to throw a rainbow in there somewhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> I see the world with rainbows. That's right. <laughs> but, um, I hold but, my but sword! He, but, but, you know, but, but Max Cavalera in that way, I think, is very important to the band overall. Like, his, his vocals are just really... I mean, they're just really cool, you know, oh, yeah. I, I I think that does a lot, you know, like, I mean, you know, like other, other thrash bands are cool. Like, you know, I mean, you know, things like Metallica, Megadeth, like Big Four, I think there's maybe a little more happening in the way of like melodicism vocally a little bit, especially as they progressed. I mean, I don't think that's really in Max's box of, you know, tools. He just does one thing and he's been doing every band soul fly. It doesn't matter. It's like the same thing, but it like never stops being cool. Yeah. Like I just, yeah. I just love it. I love hearing him bark out stuff that's just like totally random, but it just sounds so good. And if anyone else did it, they would have been like, yeah. "Fuck you, no talent hack." You, you, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah, totally. But but he totally, really, it's really, it's just very effective. Like you know, I'll give you an example of a band like Creator. I like Creator. I'm not nearly as big a Creator fan as I'm a Sepultura fan, but like you know, Millie Petrosa's got a cool voice, but mm-hmm. it, it's not you know, iconic to me in the way that, 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 you know, Max Cavalera, it's like, no matter what he says or sings, even if the song is kind of lame, like it's just a little bit cooler when he's the one doing the vocals. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and I know, I know, I know. Max doesn't have quite a range. Like he's, you're not gonna say Max's range is, but oh he's no, got, he's got more of a range than Millie, though. Millie's got like one. Yeah, he like, just does one, one. He just basically yeah. does one thing, but he just does it well. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and he really, very, you know, very German of him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, just switching gears a little bit. Uh, back to um, Igor. A lot of awesome China on this. It's like he discovered yes. the China on this album. It is. Like he's like, I oh, yeah, I have down. this symbol. Because yeah. like all over the place. There's these like um, subtraction. You, yeah. Also, you're getting a little more of the Toms. Not not full on tribal, but you can tell he's starting oh, yeah. to the fills know, are like, use <laughs> other parts yeah. of the drum kit and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then, you know, you, you see that get pushed in the, in the subsequent albums. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did you take down the... Uh, Time on subtraction where he does the China thing, Eric, because I, I took notes. Yes. Yeah. I'll play a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's, kind of the yeah. off time. Yeah. Was that poopy bass though? Yeah. Well, the bass <laughs> sounds good when it's by itself. You just can't really hear it. Guitar. Oh. All right, I can't keep playing that. This yeah. <laughs> freaking awesome. Those riffs. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, that's another and, really good one. Subtraction. Yeah. And he says, "Searching for the ants were in that song." Yes, that's right. The ants were. <laughs> oh, the, the other thing, actually, speaking of Max's range or lack thereof, or sort of, he does the one thing. There is a little bit of tiny almost a melodic vocal on this album, which I'd completely forgotten about. It's the only time I've ever heard him do it. It's, I, I want to say it's on meaningless movements. Maybe I gotta, let me see if I can find it. It's, um, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> something I missed. That was one of my, like I, uh, meaningless movements. And well, first of all, the beginning of meaningless movements reminded me a little bit of evil thing, by Dan. I found it. <laughs> oh yeah. Where do you have a time? Hold on one second. Time uh, yeah. Uh, Two minutes and five seconds of meaningless movements. Check this out. He actually kind of sings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Step aside, Rob Halford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's doing some stuff there. Right. Little yeah. bit of vocal harmonies, like tiny. Yeah, like I, I don't tiny. think I've ever heard that from him ever. I was like, I totally yeah. forgot that even existed. Yeah. Send that into the voice, man. <laughs> right. the, the, the start of this song, though. Does that sound like something else? To me, it sounded a little bit like Evil Thing by Danzig. Oh. Yeah. You know? but, yeah. It just ends with the twang a little bit. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know. I don't know. That, so, maybe so there's something else I'm of thinking that? of, but that's what it reminded me Play of. Play the other one again. I don't know. They end on the same note. (laughs) Now I feel like it sounds like something too, but yeah, I don't think it's a dancing song though. Yeah, maybe something else. I can't. I can't place it. Yeah, I'll I'll hear it like two years from now and go, "That was it." Yeah, you will. (laughs) Definitely (laughs) will. Did you? Who here listened to the Desperate Cry Scott Burns mix? I did. I have. uh, I did not. Could you fucking tell any difference? I I have no idea what the difference is. (sighs) Maybe the bass drum was a little bit poppier, like snappier. It was like, but it, wow, great. Yeah, it wasn't really 
It was the same thing, pretty much. <laughs> From the 97 remaster. But yeah. I was like, what, why? That's uh, cheating. Yeah. Did, did you guys ever see these guys live? Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Two times. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sore spot for. Wait, uh, oh, no? Uh, well, I would have seen them a lot more of them live if um, I hadn't gotten a ride with a, a bunch of jackoffs that uh, oh, no. you know, had to have a piece of shit car that. Uh, was was Eric or were you, were you or Tim? Tim, you were in the other car, right? You were driving. Who was, who was driving that car? The, the caravan? What probably me. It was, it, was, it, was, it was Tim or Eric. No. No, it's it was a me. Ford car. Oh, the Aerostar. The Aerostar. It was the Aerostar. Yeah. It was me. Yeah, yeah it was the Aerostar. Different... Uh, no, Joe and all the rest of them were all like, we don't want to see Biohazard. We're too cool. Oh, God. Biohazard. <laughs> so we waited. And I'm like, all right, fine. I don't give a shit about Biohazard. So we're on our way to Merriweather. And all of a sudden, what was that? Uh, The tread of my tire just fell off, so we pull over and had to change the tire onto a donut. And uh, I mean, there were like, I feel like there were like 10 people in the car at that time. But one way or another, we finally get there. We're rushing in. We're like sprinting to get through the gate, you know, because we're extraordinarily late. Pretty much, we've got to see about three Sepultura songs. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it does suck. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks. I saw them on... uh, I, th- I saw them in Chaos AD oh. with Fear Factory, which was awesome, in a roller rink. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. um, and when I, was, when I was in high school in Pittsburgh. Oh, was it Ross Traver Ice Garden? No, it was called City Limits or something. And I oh, think okay. it was like a you know, roller rink by day. And then I guess they brought bands in or whatever. But um, oh, nice. it, was, it was really pretty, pretty great. <laughs> yeah. I think Hammerjacks was the best. Yeah. One of the best shows we ever saw because we were on the balcony for at Hammerjacks, right above Igor. So Igor. we got to watch uh-huh. Igor doing his shit all night. Oh my god, it was amazing. <laughs> we got to see the guy fall behind the tapestry. Yeah, that's right. Three <laughs> stories down onto the yeah. jump riser. <laughs> and Igor looks back. I was like, "What the fuck's going on back there? <laughs> what? what? So we, somebody died here? No, he I didn't die. die. He was. He might have later. <laughs> he was. <laughs> I think he was too drunk to have any pain at that point. You know, the other thing that I'm now thinking about, you know, just in terms of historical context, like, because, I mean, you know, Sepultura is sort of like, um, they're sort of out on their own, right? I mean, like, you know, you talk about the German big three and you talk about the, you know, the big four in America or whatever. Wait, who are the German big three? uh, Creator, Sodom, Sodom. and, uh, you know, who's the other one? Creator Sodom and Destruction. 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 Uh, Halloween. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. So those three are sometimes referred to as the big three of German thrash, right? Yeah, right. But 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 Sepultura, they always sort of like I they were sort of out there on their own. And in a way, actually, because what they did on Chaos and Roots was I think more unique. I think people tend to focus on that era of the band. And I, I think sometimes maybe their pure thrash stuff, like Beneath the Remains and Arise, maybe doesn't quite get its due. When you talk about just the great thrash metal, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like people really focus on chaos and especially roots because people have such um, you know strong opinions about that album. Yeah, that's it. Was weird well, when I looked at the reviews because I was seeing both of that. I was seeing people saying like they lost it with KSAD, and the right. best thing they ever did was Arise. And the other, the flip side of that was KSAD is their pinnacle. Yep, that's what they mm-hmm. were meant to do, and everything else built up to that. So, right, it's I mean, a strange thing. I guess it's on top of the whole Brazilian thing, though. I mean, they were the very first Brazilian band to ever play Russia or to play Donington uh, Dynamo Festival in Holland. Right. Um, 
uh, they headlined Rock and Rio, which I believe was wow. Uh, the, I believe it was on for Chaos ID, but um, you know they, they were they were the first real South American band that get hit you know globally. They played you know Indonesia, first Brazilian band to ever play in Indonesia apparently, or yeah. uh, Brazilian heavy metal band. Um, oh okay, which I believe is what really kind of globalized. A, a lot of what they were doing, and I think uh, expanded a lot of people's mindsets into. I mean, we all know. I mean, let's face it, we're all Iron Maiden fans. We see everything. That, whenever Maiden goes into like Central America or like anywhere in right. South America, I mean, those shows are. I, I love watching the audience right. for those live shows. I mean, yeah. freaking metal awesome. in 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 you know all of Latin America. It's like just insane, and yeah. it's you know let's face it, you know as much as it didn't yeah. start all start with Sepultura. That right. really gave all of the rest of the world a little taste of what was going on down there, and like hmm, maybe I should look at something else. And right. it's turned into. But, but, but you know the the thing ultimately that's going to endure, I think, is it, it all comes down to the songwriting, right? I mean, like they they made things catchy enough, and there's a real art, I think, to keeping something visceral and thrashy and heavy and sort of like gut level, but still making it just catchy enough. And and I think they they figure that they figure out sort of how to do that. And that's why, you know, globally, I think it was it was very listenable. It's it's very listenable music, as heavy oh, yeah. as it is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and, and the riffs are clear. You can make them out. You know what's happening. Everything is done with intention, right? It's not just like, it doesn't just sound like a bunch of kids just throwing stuff at the wall. I mean, no. it's very well thought out by this point. Well, that's what the big difference for me and, and them comparing them to the death metal. Like, death metal is, it's almost like a one-trick pony type thing. Like, there's not a lot of depth to death metal, in my opinion. Um, and you know, like bands like Sepultura, who kind of went a little bit above that, and like you said, with the songwriting and just you know, it's to me, it's just a lot. I don't know, it's a lot better. Mm -hmm. than, I don't get the comparison, basically. But uh, I think yeah. the only reason why it gets brought up is just because of who would produce this album. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Yeah, and some probably. of some of the guitar tones. There's some guitar tones, right? Are a little bit yeah. death metally. Yeah, that's really it. I mean, there's not yeah. much. And where they came from. I mean, you know, schizophrenia and bestial devastation, that stuff. That's well, musically, yeah, that's stuff musically where they came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Not where they live, Not, but where yeah. they musically <laughs> right. came from. <laughs> yeah. They have a death metal yeah. background. But I mean, if, they, if they'd come from Tampa, then for sure they have, <laughs> oh, have yeah. to be a death metal band. <laughs> yes, automatically death metal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Norway. Well, it's, yeah. uh, it's 930. <laughs> oh, wow. Already? <laughs> already. <laughs> Uh, time flies we're having fun well we're not kicking you out yeah no, no that's what you know thank you for letting me know actually i can't really look at my, my clock yeah let me let me just take a peek at the situation everything's <laughs> 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 under control well while he's doing that we could i can mention one thing um you know he mentioned earlier or asked about lyric wise you know if there's any kind of overlying um recurring themes and the stuff right. that uh kisser wrote uh he wrote infected voice and um where is it uh put your mic a little closer Keith. Uh, -huh. uh kisser wrote uh infected voice and subtraction <laughs> uh subtraction is about how people change over the years because of money or power uh infected voice is he wrote about uh the 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 fear of growing up and fear of progress and fear of making mm. wrong decisions so at least when it comes to his stuff or his what he added to the album, it's a lot about aging and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, of course, everything that, you know, uh, 
Max wrote was about, you know, how bad Brazil was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, death, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird that Max and, and Andreas never collaborated. Well, at least, at least on this album, they didn't collaborate on any of the lyrics. It's either one or the other. It's about 50-50. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, but um, then again, they didn't get along much long after this either. So I was going to say, yeah. There's, right. there's a well, I mean, the, the, the whole, you know, wife thing came in yeah. there. Well, yeah, there's a whole story behind that. Yeah, we'll get into that, but that's. No, but that's it, I mean, are we going to wait show. till Roots to get into that, or? Uh, we, uh... <laughs> well, I think that's just a long ass story. <laughs> we're going to co- we're going to talk about Roots. That's a good. That's album. a good <laughs> album. That's a good album. <laughs> <laughs> we got a ways to go. Yeah, I know. We, yeah, we, yeah, got, yeah. we got years before that'll happen. So yeah. yeah. Well, have you listened? Have any of you listened to the latest Sepultura album? I know Tim and I talked about it. I, I haven't listened to anything. I've good. barely it's listened to Roots. Very good. I, and, I'm not. A, you know, <laughs> yeah. I I don't. I didn't follow their career after Max left. Yeah. But when Tim told me to listen to what was it called Quadro or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, same thing. I, I I hadn't followed them at all. Um, once they split with with Max, but that new album is is really quite good. It is. It's got <laughs> some really good stuff. And you know, I, I'll tell you. I mean, I you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but in terms of writing credits on their classic material, I think Max Cavalera did the majority of the writing. Correct. I, I like the music so. writing. I think so. Yeah. Majority. Yeah. I'd say. You know. um, this just says so. You know, but but uh, you know, Andreas of course is going to be doing you know the majority of the writing now because you know he's the sole guitar player and he really comes through with some great stuff i mean and you talk about really, solos like yeah the great solos, solos but, 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 but also great riffs like i mean yeah. and, and they sound they sound like they're keeping sort of the tradition you know kind of of, of kind of their their style and sort of the the you know the yeah. kind of melodic and harmonic kind of just the way they approach riffing and stuff like that i thought mm-hmm. it was really cool you know that's, but but again really just good. you know not to you know beat the dead horse but again the vocalist is everything though i don't find Derek green to be remotely memorable he's yeah. he's a dude with like a good gruff voice and he puts the songs across but he doesn't yeah. have that character you know right. what i mean that, right. that that gives it like its own personality and that makes you want to keep listening like i i listened to the album and i liked it a lot i didn't remember much of that yeah i get that and to think yeah. he's been doing it for three it, times longer than max yeah you know, no, that's that's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> so i crazy. just remember that when um not long after he was in the band that i was a. Uh, I saw some message board on the internet that uh, they were talking about <laughs> Sepultura. Somebody just commented, the new Sepultura singer is bullshit. It's <laughs> <laughs> stuck with me ever since. Yeah. And, you know, and, again, and, and he's not bad. I mean, the thing no. is, objectively, he's not bad at all. But it's just, you know, it, it's, it's, just not, it, it's not memorable. Is it like Alice in Chains and their singer? Because I, I don't really dig I don't mind William Duvall at all. I think I, I, I think really get good. into their new stuff. I, I think he's fine. I actually like some of their new stuff. I, yeah. I, I don't mind it actually. I think Black is Way to Blue is awesome. Yeah, that. they have a lot yeah, of good just, stuff. Black is Way to Blue has some great songs on it. But the thing with him, William Duvall, I mean, I, he's no Lane Staley, of course, because Lane Staley was one of a kind. But he still has some kind of. There's something distinctive about his voice, at least, even if it's not the same as Lane Staley. Derek Green could be any number of, you know. Hardcore Gra- metal sounding dudes guys. that you know, just like growlers. I mean, just there's nothing different or interesting about. I it. will say on the new album, he does some melodic stuff that's pretty good. He does. Like, right. There are some the moments where it's like it gets a little more melodic. Like the choruses are kind of these grand, right. huge, like yeah. booming choruses with him doing like these melodic stuff. That's pretty good. I mean, yeah, they, I, right, I compared they, it to um, a Devin Townsend project. Like a lot right. of it to me, sounded a little bit like Devin Townsend project, and I, mm. I love that stuff. So yeah, um, I think I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah I think you like checking out. You should check yeah. it out. And give it a few listens. Called it's called Quadra. 
quadruple. Yeah. All right, I've already added it. Okay. Yeah. All <laughs> right. So, and 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 you know when you get into again when you talk about the big four, they had very distinctive vocalists. Oh, Not yeah. necessarily good vocalists. I mean, you know, you can make the argument that they weren't all necessarily good, but they were distinctive. Mm-hmm. And it was catchy, even Slayer, right? I mean, you know, yeah. Tom Araya is not much of a singer as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned, but it's distinctive, it's memorable, and it's the same thing. He can take a simple phrase, and just the way he delivers it can make it sound like super cool. He's, he's oh, perfect yeah. for that band. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and yes. that's the, but that's the stuff that sticks with you, right? I mean, that's yeah. the, those are the little hooks. I mean, you know, they're not necessarily melodic. I mean, you know, Metallica obviously was much more advanced in the melody department, but like, you know, Slayer's classic stuff has a way of sticking with you. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and it's you know it's it's memorable. Oh you yeah, know? definitely. Yeah, yeah, like the chorus of Dead Skin Mask gets stuck in your head. Right. Yeah, it's it totally Slayer does. There's, there's not much yeah. to it. There's no technique involved per se. It's no, just you know, or even you know, sketchy. I mean, you know, War Ensemble, right? I mean, he's just like you know, just yelling basically, <laughs> but <Yeah>. just <laughs> the way he does it is just so you know. And some of that isn't you know, it's just the tone that you're sort of. Born, it's just sort of the tone you're blessed with, right? You either sort of just have it or you don't, yeah, right? Yeah. It's it's a it's just a it's just a quality of your voice. To to give an example from a different genre, I don't know if you guys like Catatonia at all. Um, I like, like some yeah. of their stuff a, a good bit. So 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 Jonas, right from Catatonia, that dude's probably got like a five note vocal range, mm-hmm. but the tone of his voice is so cool <laughs> that like no matter what he sings, it's got this like haunting, yeah, melancholic. It just sort of pulls you in. So for some people, you know, it's just there's a certain tone that they have that that's very pleasing to the ear, and you can really get a lot of mileage out of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I feel that way about Corey Taylor. Like, although Corey Taylor is an excellent vocalist, I really like his, <laughs> I, his tone I, too. I absolutely do not feel that way about Corey Taylor. <laughs> okay, well, but you I, know who was not you know. a good singer is I don't think is Kurt Cobain, but he was one of the great rock singers. I mean, he's yeah, yeah. There's a guy. I I, I can't stand Nirvana, but I will totally mm-hmm. recognize that vocally. Yeah, I mean, he had a certain thing, and it was pleasing. And even as raggedy as it was, you know, it worked. It, put, for, it worked perfectly. For it worked band. perfectly, and it put the music across really well. You know, my mm-hmm. my thing with Corey Taylor. I'm I'm not a big Corey Taylor fan at all, but like I just you know the the lightning in a bottle that he captured on the first Slipknot album. He never found it again, in my opinion. Mm. He sounded unhinged on the first <laughs> oh, album. Yeah. And I liked the first album a lot. He never, it never sounded that way. He never sounded to me again like he was like on the edge. Wrong! Like there was just something, just something <laughs> about it. <laughs> I didn't really get back into them until the, the last album. I never got into them. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. The first the middle, album's the only the one I ever really What, three albums? I, I, I prefer the. I mean, I like his screaming, but I prefer like the Volume Three stuff, where it's a lot of mm. vocal, vocal harmonies and and uh, right. really cool. Yeah, he's talented, no question. Like yeah, he can so, he can yeah. sing. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we've gotten way off topic here. We're, we're, <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> We always do. <laughs> <laughs> um, it often happens. All right. Any other you know, highlights I, I, from this album? A historical question about about Sepultura that I actually don't know the answer to is when we talk about ministry a little bit, but like. You know, at some point, the outside influences really started coming in more like the Deftones and Corn and all that. I mean, that was pre-Roots, but I'm kind of like, I'm trying to figure out when they were really starting to talk about being influenced by other sorts of sounds. Because, you know, again, I mean, something like, you know, Arise is still pretty, it's metal to the core, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. So I can't remember when, like in KSAD, I don't know if during that album cycle or during the interviews, they started talking about other influences and stuff, because you can start to hear it's changing. Yeah, I feel like that was yeah. around that time. 
I think Probably so. Ninety ninety three ish. I don't I don't remember them talking about it a whole lot. At least not anything I, I read or yeah. Or I, don't I don't know the interviews I've read. You know, in you know gearing up for this one. You know, they actually talked a lot about the touring with Ministry and how much, uh, you know, kind of industrial kind of fed into kind of their you know mm. a lot of what they were listening to at the time. And I mean, and obviously you hear the the whole thing is so much of that background. You know, sound, you know, right. I mean, right. It's not really part of the song. It's kind of this cool little intro thing. That it's has, like atmosphere. Yeah, it's atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, it's a great adjective. Um, Don't they do that again on a, uh, another later song on this, this album? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah, they, they do. do it, yeah. Oh, God damn it. Is, is it, it under, under, siege. under Siege? Is it? I think it's. Is it? Is it Altered State? It's either that or Under Siege. Well, Altered State has a little thing in the beginning. Is that what you're talking about? Let me see. This little thing? This sounds like testament. <laughs> oh yes, this, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. This is more of the tribal sound. Yeah, n- now yeah. you're starting. Yeah, th- there you go. There, there's sort of that uh, a little bit of the yeah. you know, foreshadowing of the tribal stuff, right? Yeah. Yep. This song is so good. So much better than ministry. <laughs> 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 just, just that alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's better than any ministry thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Does Under Siege have a, an intro too? Uh, Did you know that was a single? I didn't know it was a single. So I didn't no. either. It's a bad weird, choice. Weird, it's weird, a bad choice. Weird, weird choice. Intro. It starts with a yeah. China. Yeah, I can't believe it. A China. <laughs> and a snare. And yeah, a snare, China yeah. and snare. They almost sound the same. <laughs> the first appearance of an acoustic guitar yeah. no desperate no that's didn't, a clean uh, electric though, isn't it? didn't uh, beneath the remains oh that's not the key i can't remember did beneath the remains have a i thought it started with acoustic the first yeah that, that's got that intro that the the yeah but i can't remember if it's acoustic or clean electric that's a good point actually i can't remember either but it and there's a yeah. part of this song though that uh Max is just talking. He's actually the, the he's he's reading a part from uh, the Last Temptation of Christ. Oh, uh, nice! And what he's saying, and I can, I, you know, uh, he's saying how. Uh, let's see here. Part how it, it it isn't fun to be a god, and the song itself is about uh, how most people can't choose their religion, how it's forced at them upon birth. Hmm. Mm. That's oh, one, one, one random either. piece of trivia we never talked about. And uh, yeah, I got a couple of minutes and I got to go. But um, okay. we didn't talk about um, Sepultura in that movie, Reality Bites. Oh, they were in that? They were. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there's a scene. Yes, there's a scene in the movie, Reality Bites. I can't remember exactly. You know, Ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah, I, I know the movie. My, my sister loved scene, it. There's a scene where he's depressed and he's couch. He's like couch surfing, like kind of just watching TV. And the Arise video comes on. Ah, nice. Huh. <laughs> Does that cheer him up? I don't remember it that. Should. But, but, but I remember being unbelievably excited when I saw that for like, you know, the 10 Two seconds, seconds or whatever. <laughs> it was like amazing. I was like, oh my God. The weird appearances of metal bands in, in movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I always got a kick out of that. So. All right. Well, if you have to run, let's let's quickly. Power, uh, power mad in that. Yep. 
Let's quickly. Yep. Uh, oh, Nick yeah. And, and that. And that. Yeah. What, what movie was that? Yeah. I think I got to run now. All right. Well, let's grade this thing real quick. We like to give these albums grades. I don't know if we did oh, that last okay. time you were on. But I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, a through F grade. So. GI. Uh, with pluses and minuses. Yeah. yeah we, we do pluses and minuses. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I can start. I'll give it an A minus. Just because there's a couple songs where we're like. Uh, I'll part. bounce in here because for me, j- just like Naveed, he, you know, Beneath the Remains for him was his first introduction. This was my first introduction to this Sepultura, and I got the nostalgic value of it. And I mean, throwing yeah. this thing back in was just like, oh, it, it just, just, just a nice warm shower, you know. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I, nice a, a, a across the board for oh, me. I love this a, album. Okay. I mean, there there are a couple filler songs, but so much of the shit that's going on, the technicality of it, is just you know, it, it is an incredible album. Well, mm-hmm. this is the first um, Sepultura album for me too. But I'm going to go with A minus. Yeah, I have a nostalgia brings it up, but yeah, there's some parts that don't need to be there. As Jericho says, they're they're a little bit stock, so that <laughs> brings it down a little bit. A minus. It's pretty good though. It's a good grade, yeah. guys. Don't don't feel bad. No, no. <laughs> look, if take well, then, not you, if they're listening. If this was their last <laughs> album ever, it might be an A plus. But I know what's what's yet to come, yeah. so it's hard right. to cheater. You know, yeah. I know that's KSID great, is that, that's on the horizon. Great. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll give this an, an A minus as well. I think that's uh, that's about how I feel about it too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Very good. Cool. Cool. All right, All right. homies. I got to roll. But uh, okay. thank you for having me on. Always fun. All right, yeah, man. Definitely. Absolutely. Peace out, home slice. Cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll see. Sounds you. like he's going to go have more fun. <laughs> and he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. All right. Should we end it? I don't. I mean, as much as you know, I did the, the the extra work on this one. I don't have anything else really much more to say. So, okay, yeah, I'm I'm good on. Oh, it. there was uh, one more thing. Uh oh. Uh oh. One more thing. Okay. Well, if you have the bonus version, the uh, the remastered version, there's a song called Intro. Yes, mm-hmm. I have that. Which yeah, it's not the intro, is it? No, but. And I don't know what the deal was there. I'm not sure if they intended to have that as an intro for the album, and then they changed their mind. But it is the intro they use live on on oh. this. Oh. On this. Oh. I'll play a little bit of it. Let's see what's what's, what's that all about. You hear these tracks, Keith? I do not know. Criminals in uniform. I didn't dislike as much as I thought it was. Oof. Sounds kind of benders. <laughs> Good drum, Phil. Yeah. I mean, the riff is very generic. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't use that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the deal is. If, if that was just intended to be for the live stuff or if it was actually going to be the intro. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, weird. But, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, for Tim and for Joe and Keith and for Naveed, this is Eric saying... Thank you and good fucking night! Oh. Energy. 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 Aggression. Power. To sum it up, it's a vulgar display of power. Heavy metal speaks to the anger and despair of teenagers today the same way that the blues used to speak to the despair and anger on the south. Cutting up. Cutting it up big time. 
some country recording this. 